0: So for guys who know sports, Texarkana's longest running sports talk show, with Zach and the Professor
1: on 107.9,
0: The Fan. Goodness, five oh one. Baseball is here.
1: It's going to be around for the next eight months. Or my right
0: voice now. is coming back. I got a good hack today. Though. I got a good cough going. Good hack. Yeah,
1: like Robbie Grossman over the right field wall.
0: Yeah, good Boom. hack. Hacked one over there, like Degrom did for the first yeah. uh,
1: start of the year. Yeah, it's already back to nine to six. What?
0: So. <laughs> So, All right, so if you're not if you're not following the yeah. Rangers, which by the way,
1: Ranger gear today, I'm wearing the appropriate shirt for the 50th year of Texas Rangers. Really, black. They had
0: to go with an alternate black uniform.
1: The Rangers, as I reminded two or three folks today, have lost more games in the last 50 years than any other baseball team. In MLB, so we have a special, which probably means more
0: than any other sports team in the fifty years. <laughs> probably the, doesn't play that many games. Probably of the four
1: majors, yes. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah,
1: we are the losingest franchise nice. in the Big Four. We uh we we pride ourselves on that, at Ranger fans. You know the folks in uh, Wrigleyville are the lovable losers. Yeah, we are the not quite so lovable losers that are the Texas Rangers. But, hey, we got the Washington Senators to come here. <laughs>
0: it's a new season, my friend. All that crap in the past is behind us. Yes. This is all new. It's, this is World Series-bound Rangers. He uh, yeah,
1: z- sent a zillion-dollar pitcher out there today to, yeah. to get knocked around. He went three innings. He did. <laughs> Looked good in that first one. Ten pitches. Look at that. Struck out two. Ooh. I, I was thinking series. Were you? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a good thing you didn't take a nap. Yeah. looks more like a Netflix series at this point. <laughs> Short-lived. <laughs> yeah. But got down 5-0. And by golly, that Seager rallied back. As, as I told you, 10-pitch at bat against... Aaron Nola, who is a quality starter. Uh, no question. We were talking about, you know, yesterday, how many Cy Young guys. Aaron Nola, I think this was his sixth straight start on opening day. Yep. He, he's a he's a good, solid, professional yes. pitcher. And uh, he was he was just, you know, humming along there All in right. the fourth. And, yeah.
0: Uh, he got Siegert.
1: Yeah. Siegert had a 10-pitch at bat and kind of shook him. It really started when they closed the roof. Started misting. And uh, when they closed that roof, Ranger Bats came alive. Well. Nine run
0: innings. They ought not open that bad boy <laughs> till they finish off the season, if that's the case. Our,
1: our old student, uh, well, not old, but a student from years ago, uh, Karen Norton, had posted that, uh, you know, exciting first game of the season opening day. And an hour in, we were down five to nothing. I said, well, an hour in <laughs> – Looks like the same old Rangers, but then they rallied.
0: Well, and and that also looks like the same old Rangers.
1: <laughs> They're gonna Lots of hitting. Here, now
0: here we go. They're gonna their pitching's gonna get blown up a little bit. Their offense is gonna come through, and now you're ready. Bullpen's gonna blow it. <laughs> Give it away.
1: <laughs> Don't talk like I'm them.
0: just if you're if this is the same old Rangers. Then today's going to be a 10 or 11 to 9 loss. I don't have a
1: bunch of power arms out there that's going to shut them down.
0: I'm just saying. 10 or 11 to 9 loss is what's going to
1: happen. Uh, now, these teams, I think like nine years ago, faced each other on opening day. Did they? And it was 14 to 10, I think, that See? day, Phillies.
0: See? Just like this. Same old Rangers.
1: Why don't you just wear a Brewer's jersey today? I don't
0: have any. <laughs> I don't have any. I got this one on the sales rack. You're trying to remember yesterday. You didn't even remember Napoli's. I couldn't even remember who it was. I pulled it yeah. out once a year, maybe. This is my only baseball you, jersey uh, there. You've I've
1: got. got it buttoned up too much for Napoli. Do you remember Napoli? He kept the thing. Now, He always had an undershirt over, Well, of course. But he had chains. And, uh, yeah, well, I'm not He always had chains. that undershirt. But Napoli, you know, he had the guns and yeah. the big barrel chest yeah. there. Yeah. Professional hitter, that Mike Napoli. Yes, he was. Not sure if he had a position. <laughs> Hitting—that was his position.
0: Professional hitter,
1: <laughs> he was.
0: After <laughs> have to put him on the field. Not going to be pretty. Yeah.
1: He's a little Don Baylor s there. He's, a little bit. Yeah. You without getting hit by pitches. Kind as much. of a. But he was a winner. Yeah. He, he'd show up on teams that tended to be good in the postseason. Exactly
0: right. Yeah. Professional hitter. Yeah. So anyway, I broke out the uh, the only baseball jersey I have today because. At the uh, Big Orange School, if you are wearing a baseball thing, you got to support jeans again today. I, uh, I'll do about anything for jeans. I
1: did the same thing. I had my Ranger attire on earlier, but uh, where'd it go? Well, I put on a black shirt in honor of opening day for the Ranger. I figured it was more appropriate. You should have left them down Ranger. five to nothing. I decided well, to change shirt.
0: <laughs> at five to nothing, I almost pulled on my Red Sox and Napoli instead. <laughs> yeah. Of course yeah. they were blowing it with the orioles too it was a fenway game they were down 10-9 in fact oh. i think that's how it ended it was well,
1: 10-9 they're uh, they're playing a softball game up in arlington yeah, well today,
0: so. there you go so anyway it's opening day it's all cool everybody's they didn't got... sell
1: out today that's a little sad. they did not no. with DeGrom on the mound didn't sell out philly's you know one of the premier franchises well yeah history of the sport and Had a pretty um, good year last year yeah, yeah, lost in the series last year and they didn't even draw. Yeah. You know who was there, though? Rob Manford was there. Why? Yeah. Well, he wanted to see the premiere opening day. <laughs>
0: You'd have figured he'd have been uh, in New York <coughs> yeah. when the Yankees and the Giants. judge
1: was launching a home run his first time up. Go figure.
0: Yeah. And Garrett Cole was dominating. Being what? He's paid to be. He had 10 strikeouts in four or five innings, well, 11 Man- and six.
1: Manfred set in with the uh, broadcast team oh. of the Rangers, uh, the inning that uh, uh, the big free agent sign, he got slapped around. <laughs> got slapped around when Rob was there. Isn't that uh, poetic justice? Yeah. The commissioner's
0: yeah. in just to watch the beating of the yeah. big dollar guys. But
1: either way, uh, he had a lot of positive to say about baseball. The, the clock change is going to... Wait, wait,
0: wait. wait, wait. You're the commissioner of baseball. Yeah. Who's going to come in and not have a lot of positive to he say about it? He had some positive sport? things
1: to say about ah. sport. The clock is going to change things. Uh, World Baseball Classic now is a real deal. And, okay. Uh, and... Uh, they, they weren't ready for a clock," <laughs> he said. "It's a real deal now, and uh, they kind of put him on the spot. So, well, how do you think Altuve and Edwin Diaz feels? About it? I said, "Well, we need to work on time and getting those guys in a little better shape before they come in." <laughs> Didn't know Tuvé break a hand. Yeah, Diaz is just hopping around. He's it a post
0: game celebration. <laughs> I'm like, what has this got to do with anything? It's not like you were rounding third and heading for a home. <laughs> no. Blew out a hammy. He said, we need to get those guys
1: in a little earlier.
0: <laughs> See, that's crap right there. That's deflecting. They're freak accidents, <laughs> He's both a of politician. them. Are, I know, which is why I said, what's the commissioner going to say? Yeah. They're freak accidents, both of them. We we you know every year we see some idiot get hurt celebrating.
1: <laughs> it's the grammatic error. It,
0: it is. It it stinks when it's your team's guy. It stinks more when it's your closer. <laughs> but the Altuve injury could happen any time. i those are not World Baseball Classic injuries. Mm. They're just injuries. Just injuries. So he, I think he's right about the clock. Yeah, I, I haven't, think I haven't looked at a... today's average. Car. Of course, here's your problem. When you go 10-9 and 12-10 to or whatever the Rangers are going to, you're still going to go three hours.
1: I at a stat today that uh, they look back. Corey Seager, they, they statistically believe lost 26 hits to the shift last year. Really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, that he was number two in all of baseball in losing hits to the shift. Really? Yeah. So, it will be interesting to see who really benefits from doing away with the shift, who benefits from the clock. You know, where the clock really made a difference. In the Rangers' big inning, when they, they blew up for nine mm-hmm. uh, a few minutes ago, uh, as the Rangers' broadcast crew was pointing out, typically uh, when you get bases loaded, pitcher takes a death, batter stepping out. None of that can go on anymore. The you can't change for the moment. That clock starts back no matter what. There's no
0: composing yourself. Yeah. Mark Fidrich would never survive yeah. in today's thing. Yeah. Behind the mound, get the yeah. get the rosin bag, throw it around, do what it, that can't do that yeah. anymore. Al Herbowski. Herbowski, that's yes, right. Be the, the mad Hungarian. No,
1: he'd be the really mad Hungarian. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Charged <laughs> him with a ball. No, you're right. Mike Hargrove would have been PTSD, couldn't have been able to do his yeah. routine. Yeah. He'd have struck
1: out before he ever got in a box the first
0: time. <laughs> and, and not to say that those guys did not abuse the game. Yes. They did. Hargrove did in particular. Yeah. They abused the heck out of it. But. We watched a high school game the other day where the the kids from Pleasant Grove, I think, took a lesson out of an earlier start sure. from W. T. Jones about if you let him catch the ball and throw the ball, he gets in a rhythm. Yeah. You can't touch him, and they stepped they out. They went straight they up. Just red Sox on him. They grinded every at bat on him. And so while we're talking about how good these changes are going to be for fans, and for hitters. What's it going to do to the guys on the mound, who really do have the game in their hands? You took the shift away, which means their defensive help just went away. So you figure earned run averages are going to go up. Yep. You've taken away their ability to compose themselves after something bad has happened to them. They got squeezed by but, the umpire. Something bad happened in the but field. The
1: batters them. lost their ability to really you know grind out on that bat just step in step out you know which i think will help the pitcher to be able to know they can get into a rhythm they don't have to worry about guys stepping out of them all the time taking all day to dig in on them and things like that so So
0: at the end of the day if we were going to look back and one year's not a good sample size certainly but if you come back at the end of the day and ask the changes benefited which guy the batter or the hitter
1: I think it'll be a push. I think it'll be a push. I think both will benefit from this new system. I think the batter, particularly pull hitters, benefit probably the most. Okay. Pitchers, though, the ability to get into a rhythm and not have guys step out on them constantly, I think, will aid their efforts.
0: It's going to really require pitchers to put stuff behind them quickly. Yes, yes. And dig back which in, which I go. think will
1: also help. If you're if you're the pitcher, has a tendency to walk around back behind the mound after you've given up a hit or whatever, you need to get back on the horse, and I think that will help them eventually.
0: Now I'm, I'm reading something. Was it Clemens? Maybe the other day, he had talked about if he had the clock, that he's pretty sure that if I get a 0-2 count on a batter. I'm taking my sweet time. I'm gonna make them wait. Advantages me. It's O two. I'll give up. I'll give up a ball. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just... in there and I'll start messing with their head. I'll give up one, and now I've got them agitated. I come back at them, and I'm. odds
1: are He's gonna put one so far out of the zone anyway. At O two. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, in this case, I won't have to worry about putting yeah. it out of the. I'm going to use mental warfare. Yeah, well, I, and I agree. I throw the pitch.
1: Yeah, not throw the pitch. We may see some tinkering with that. We may see some guys experiment at 0-2. Because, as you say, you don't have to worry about giving up an 0-2 hit if you just get the ball given to them. That's right. But you get them out of their rhythm. Right. So, yeah, I think uh, there'll be a handful of guys that mess with that. But I don't think most guys are going to give up even that ball. I think most of them get in there and try to pitch to them.
0: As much as this is psychological warfare between guys, I could see I could see a Verlander. I can see veteran pitchers who have nothing to lose anymore, who it's mano a mano out there. Could you see Ryan doing that? Yeah. You see Ryan holding on the ball and throwing it
1: until I'm ready. By the way, you won't see Verlander do it for a couple uh, of weeks. I know. <laughs>
0: that stinks. Yeah. Of all the guys you don't get to see on opening day. Yeah. Verlander.
1: you go outside a 39 year old free (laughs) agent? Put a bunch of money in him.
0: We're taking a break. It's about 15 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Opening day here on the Fan 1079. Quick break. We'll come right back.
1: Something's not, wrong with you. Yeah. Something's a little off. Yeah. But that's kind of been
0: It's expected. coming back. i have to do this again until Monday. Oh, I'll be solid by Monday. Oh, okay. I'll get it now, back. Are
1: we working baseball game next week? Have you, have you made a selection yet? Mm, I don't think we got one next week. So we're off all next week? I think so. Wow. That's good. We're off news. till the 11th. Is that a Tuesday or a Friday? Tuesday. Right, so no baseball. As far game. as I know.
0: I, I got to look at it again. But I think the uh, Leopards are on the road far away. Okay. But I'll look. Just We're allotted sure. our one a week. <laughs> I got to look and see what If where we don't have be.
1: one next week, can we have two the week after? No, no. Doesn't no. work
0: that way. You don't get to bank some and then <laughs> use them all in one week. <laughs> what are we going to do in the playoffs? Well, that you can do. <laughs> you can do multiple games in the playoffs. Yeah. But not during the regular season. It's our Are uh, we, we going to do what
1: a Sarats games? It's our new radio rule. Yeah. We gonna do one of Surratt's games? I don't believe they're on the schedule. <laughs> they're not even on a schedule. Surratt Sur- didn't make it a schedule. So. <laughs> I'm just telling you what
0: we've what we've been given. Been <laughs> I mean, given a short leash is what we've been given. A you, short leash. I think you've given
1: i softball team the
0: code shoulders. what I think. <laughs> All right, we'll do the next game against the Hawks. How about that? You want that? You want some of that? <laughs> Nobody wants any of that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ladyhawks, by the way. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, did you see the story broke today about the umpire that uh, had a bad game about a week yeah, ago.
1: Yeah, and uh, Reggie Drummers, I think, is his name. Yeah, he felt like his people beat him like a drum. Yeah. Uh, this is a bad. This is a bad story. Well. I didn't watch the game, so I don't know. He says he was calling a good game. You saw
0: the actual last out. I seen the last out, which is
1: a horrible call.
0: Yes. We're talking about the college umpire. I don't
1: don't like any time an umpire says, I had already made up my mind, anything close is a strike. Well, I know that happens, but as a former official, I I don't think that's something we need to say to the public. That I had already made up my mind. Anything close as a strike, we're leaving and going home.
0: I didn't think the interview did him any favors, and I know, you know, you you invite like we do this show. We invited Greta on yesterday, talk about positive things about you. Yes. You invite people on to try to tell their side of things, give it a positive spin if it's possible, and and let them have the public forum to be able to explain what happened in the field. Now, we're talking about a game that was between a couple of Louisiana college teams last week. And the last out of a game came down to a strike call, which would have been strike two, that the batter disagreed with. He thought it was wrong. He kind of jumped up and down about it, pointed to the spot. The umpire didn't say anything. The next pitch was wildly outside the strike zone. He rung him up game over. Now... Today, that umpire comes on on the air and in effect says, well, while I was calling, I thought a good game. The kids, the fans were giving me grief all game long. And he had ejected a couple of players apparently in the game already. So they were already a little bit... And when he got to the end... He was like, I was done. I was fed up. I was done. I've never been abused like that before. And as you just said, any pitch that was going to be close was going to be a strike. I want to get the hell out of here and get home.
1: But his biggest complaint in what I read was that he's African-American and he felt like an African-American audience and group of players and coaches – A, had used a racial slur on him, which I'm assuming is the N-word, and B, that he felt bad that he was taunted by people of his own race. Well, were a white umpire to say that about a white audience, what would we have responded to that? That, you know... Would we have felt sorry for a white umpire that was taunted by a white audience? Would we have had sympathy?
0: Well, let's, let's do so – this is a hard one to answer, so let me do it like this. <clears throat> On one hand, if the umpire is having a bad game, and we've been at games yes. where they've had a bad game – It's
1: a hard job.
0: It's a hard job. It's we've had we basketball officials who have had bad games, who cut – Behind it and then can't catch up to it and try to make it right. Typically, from our perspective, now we're trying to call a game so you don't overly abuse the officials, obviously, because as you said, you've been in their shoes. It's not an easy thing to do. However, it is sometimes altering the game, which is what they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be enforcing the rules but not altering the game. So from our perspective, you asked me a question about no matter who the umpire was and the audience, are we going to feel bad if they were getting heckled by the fans? If they're having a bad game, probably not feeling bad for them. But I've been at lots of games where there are idiots behind home yes. plate or in the stands who are giving an umpire the business no matter what he calls every pitch to their kids a ball Every pitch their kid throws is a strike and the umpire's always wrong. So I'm walking this uh, fine had line this behind been an
1: African American umpire and he's claiming that a, a predominantly Anglo cloud I mean crowd cloud. was using racial slurs and giving him the business on everything and he felt personally attacked. I'd have had some sympathy for him. But he's not saying that. He's saying that He's African-American. Other African-Americans were giving him the business, heckling him. Sounds like using the N-word on him, which, not trying to get on a bandwagon about this subject, is an accepted term typically among African-Americans to each other. It's hard for me to conjure up sympathy and then for a guy to say, well, I'd already made up my mind if it was close. Well, it wasn't close, and you shouldn't have made up your mind. You should call the game as consistently as best you can and understand it's a tough gig, and you agreed to the job. And got paid for it. And you got paid for it. Now, will well, I say this? Is he underpaid? I'm positive he's underpaid. Underappreciated? Certainly. We're about to hit the wall on officials in this country at all levels Because uh, J-Bo gave me a stat the other day that the Longview chapter uh, of, and and I want to say it was football officials, it may have been basketball, the average age is 62. You can't get young people to officiate. Why would they? Because they they grew up with social media. Yeah. They know how cruel it can be. The old guys... You can be as cruel as you want to to them on social media. They don't have a clue. No. Unless their grandson says, Well, oh, Grandpa, you're getting ripped on social And even then, Grandpa said, Well, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> so in the age of social media, in the age of the cell phone, and everybody's got cameras everywhere, it's getting tougher and tougher. We're just going to have to pay more or we're not going to have officials. Well, And it's all the way to the NFL, Chuck.
0: Okay, the, this conversation keeps growing in scope right now because I don't know that you're going to pay him anymore and it's going to matter. Oh, yeah. I, I th- no. I, I yep. think a lot of these guys, whether they're the old guys that are just doing it because there's it's something to do and they've always done it and they really enjoy it, they're not part of this conversation, to be honest with you. the Part of the conversation are the guys that are coming behind them and I don't know what the dollar amount's going to be That's going to be sufficient for them to say, yeah, I'll stand back there and I'll take the tongue lashing I'm getting for how much money. Because we've seen over and over guys, umpires walk away going, I don't care what they're paying me for this. I'm not taking this anymore. You
1: see that. But I promise you, you start paying more, more people will show up. The NFL is a great example. They're going to have to go to professional officials they can't continue this model of we're going to pull these guys in on the weekend and away from their regular jobs and throw them out there and expect to be all that, they're going to have to have guys that they get them in there, they get them in shape every week, they watch film every week, they do everything like players do and then go out there on Sundays and they're going to be better but they're going to have to pay them a a wage, you know MLB umpire makes what? 250 3
0: What are you going to do with those? You're bouncing back and forth. What are you going to do with NFL officials after December?
1: They're done. I they can go to XFL, do whatever. But they're going to have to pay them a true living wage, get them in shape, get them watching film, get them working during the week so when they roll into the weekend, they've prepared just like a football player.
0: See I- I think you're thinking they don't, and I think they do. I don't I think there are a lot of these guys that do that. I think they are think, obsessed with I film. Think I think they're on obsessed a part-time
1: basis they do that. They're going to need to be full-time. And that may mean they make a half million a year. <laughs> Come on. Look at the NFL machine. You can't afford to pay officials a half million a year?
0: How many officials do, do we NBA have? Officials How many make? officials
1: do we have? Um, What do we got? Seven-man, eight-man crew. What do we got? 16, Uh, 17 games. Yeah. So So we're talking about
0: having 100-plus officials that you're going to get a half million dollars each to.
1: Yeah. If you want the product to be right, that's what you got to do.
0: No way. He'll never do it then they won't ever get it better. The league will never do it. Because I don't think the league believes that that's going to make a difference, that they're still going to – they figure, like, they've got replay, we've got challenges, would you, we've got the ability to what overturn What you tell things. me about Aaron
1: Rodgers the other day? He's not as good as he used to be because he don't put the work in like he used to. Right. Yeah.
0: I think officials do. I think you're discounting the work officials actually do. Do they still miss calls? Yeah. Are they still out of position sometimes? Yeah, but I'm this you, is what they do. You we get, need to get Jeff the Ref in here one day. Yeah, I mean he's a guy that's refereeing well, not the NFL, off. but
1: huh? He's moved off, hasn't he? And well, I know, around. but I'm,
0: I'm talking on the phone. Yeah,
1: but I'm just telling you, you're making all these or Bobby, if you still millions around. of dollars. You're going to have to start paying some of that to the people who decisions determine the outcome of the game.
0: Boy, this thing's blown up a lot more than this guy calling balls and strikes.
1: But it is part of it. It's part of it. If you you know what, you pay me more money, my skin gets thicker.
0: Same. I don't know. If I I don't know from the comments that this referee this, this umpire made that there's any dollar amount that's going to make his skin thick enough. I almost think this thing starts with he's listening to what's going on behind him. Yeah, what you should what you shouldn't be doing. He's listening to what the kid with the bat was saying cuz part of his comments as well and this is what bothered me maybe more than all the rest of it was I should have just thrown him out of the game when he jumped up and pointed down there. Really? Should we have thrown him out of the game for that? Because if we're talking about well, this conversation, we got a guy in MLB that got thrown out the other day because the catcher put his glove up behind him. He thought the umpire threw it to the pitcher. He pulled his glove down, and when the umpire dropped the ball, it dropped to the ground, and the umpire thought it made him look bad, and he tossed out the catcher. What? What?
1: You're always at the gonna, major league level. You're always going to have officials have bad days. I, I'm not going to That's not a bad day. Fish. That's
0: just stupidity. Well,
1: I agree. but You don't laugh
0: at every, that. Man, here's the every ball. Every
1: official has its own buttons that they get pushed that they react
0: to. And that's part of our problem. But you Those know what? Those button-pushing things are
1: a problem. Professional it's, officials will change that. Oh, come on. Really? Now, I think he'll get I think, better. I think you're going to look at when,
0: this guy and say, listen, dude, if you're going to drop the ball and the catcher moved his glove not looking at you going, ha-ha, but I thought you threw it, and you're going to toss him, this isn't about if to you're be, a professional. To be honest, this is you're in the wrong
1: profession. To be honest, in MLB right now, we should be phasing out and they are umpires. Well they are. We, we should be phasing them out of the game, and we should be replacing them with technology and they,
0: proctors. I They are.
1: The guy behind the plate should be the guy that holds the baseballs, that throws the baseballs in. I think it's coming. Yeah. He doesn't need to be calling balls or strikes anymore.
0: You know, you talked to me about what things would be like in 10 years. In 10 years, are there going to be umpires on the field in baseball?
1: I think in major league, there shouldn't be. Yeah, I
0: don't think there will be. No. I think you're going to have somebody in a booth who's going to be yeah. watching a camera. Yeah. Balls and strikes are going to be an automatic thing in yeah. the strike zone with a computer eyed. It's yeah. a ball like you have in tennis. It's in there. It's not in there.
1: And and that's going to cause a lot of that mouthing from the dugout to go away. No, you yell at the computer. You you yell at the camera. How's that work Robot. out for you?
0: Makes you feel good.
1: Kick dirt on the AI.
0: Maybe. Call them R2-D2. just saying it's 27 minutes till 6 gonna take a break leaving the yard Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079 you stick around Welcome back. We've got uh, about 23 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. Appreciate you hopping on with us today. Last show for us this week. We, of course, have Kirk and Company tomorrow morning where Razorback Billy is going to make his much-anticipated Friday.
1: from Vegas. You know, last week he couldn't make it on Friday because he had an appointment with his Razorback's in Sin City. So let's see how that worked out for him. Let's see if he's, uh, you know, glad he went or disappointed. Uh, you know, what, what's their stud that everybody thought was going to be uh, such You're a – Smith the Yeah, Yeah. Is, is it Nick Smith? What's the yeah, kid? Yeah, Nick Smith. Yeah. I saw where he's now slid to as late as 15 or 16 in the draft.
0: Out of the lottery.
1: Why would you leave school – if you're not going until 15 or 16. Why wouldn't you take another million, just stay where you're at, have a short season, enjoy the uh, perks of being a Razorback uh, starting player? What, why would you even consider coming out at 15 or 16?
0: I'm, I'm starting my way toward what we all know is the valued second contract.
1: Oh, I, I don't think if you're that guy, that should be a worry. I mean, Well, if you're sliding me,
0: already, how much more could you slide next year? To
1: me, um, you could move up and make so much more money by moving up that the incentive – you know, he missed half the games this year. Certainly yeah, worked against him. Right, no question. And so he goes out and plays his way in the top two or three in the draft, and he'll more than make the money back. Than what he would make this year,
0: or he could get hurt again. He could, or he could slide in the draft instead of being a mid first round. He could be a late first, early second round. I'm
1: telling you, there's a lot of incentive if he moves into the top four or five picks. If you're telling him,
0: and I and I don't disagree with that. That's a pretty big, that's pretty big chance you're taking to say I'm going to be one of the top four, especially when you're competing with people you don't know in in Europe. In the
1: old days, in the old days, I understood why you didn't take that chance. But now, there's a million reasons to stay. I can't imagine somebody up there won't put a million dollars in the kid's pocket to come back. And while a million
0: sounds good, an NBA contract is going to be more than that.
1: Not a whole lot. Not at 16. And
0: it's going to give you the chance to start building towards that second one. And that that. one's going to be the biggest one. I get
1: that. That second one's a big one. But at the same time, I think the difference in what you could make by moving into the top five which is where this kid thought he was gonna be. And you get a million dollar consolation to stay and you have a short season. I think there's a lot of reasons for you. You're
0: rolling some dice here. Well, you really are.
1: Yeah, anytime you step on a competitive court, you're rolling some dice when I mean, you talk about injury, but it's not like it used to be. Well, I'm not even
0: talking about injury. I'm talking about what freshmen are coming up this year but, but that aren't even in the college if game the yet.
1: you're the guy, do you worry about that? I
0: don't think you worry about it, but I think you got a reality check this year. Yeah. I can get hurt. I could yeah. slide. I'm already locked in at, let's just say 15. I'm locked in at 15 right now. I'm going to be going to a middle of the Middle of the road franchise, yeah. not one of the best, not one of the worst. I'm sitting in a place where I'm probably going to look at a playoff spot. Is that a bad thing? I'm going to get time to, but you're develop looking into this, not be thrown into this. You're looking
1: instead of 35 games, 80 plus. You're looking at every town you go into is going to hit you with the performers tax. Oh, I get it. I'm telling you, the money versus the work, it makes a lot of sense to stay now. But
0: there's also the dream.
1: Oh, I get the not dream. Not everybody's
0: going to get to the NBA. If you're lucky, 30 a and, year, 40 a year. And, and let me just say it's this. It's amazing are going to get in. It doesn't
1: have to be Fayetteville. I'm not saying. If they're not willing to give you a million. Well, they are. And they should be. They are. Why wouldn't they? If they're not willing to, there's somebody else at will. And you can go wherever you want. And it's still thirty-five games, big man on campus. I'm telling you, you're not having to pay those taxes in every venue because colleges don't have that in their towns. Oh, I,
0: I get it, I get all that. I just think that, and well, well, what this has done is made it an option to be able to stay. I think for some of these guys, and I always, I'm a believer that guys leave too soon when they're obviously not ready. They need another yeah, year. Yeah, and that'll development. get you out of
1: the league in two or three years. They,
0: they need another year development. They need another year to be become men because they're about to be playing against grown men, and they're not physically ready. Yeah. I'm I'm a big believer in. There's nothing wrong with sticking if your game's at a place right now where it still needs more work. But if you're the guy that's at that spot and you can't, I'm having a hard time believing one of the best 15 players in the world who aren't in the NBA I'm going to get one of those spots and get a chance to go play in the NBA why wouldn't I take it
1: but we both know that you will more than make up your money if you move into the top that's not even the money
0: money's part of it it's your job I get it but that's the league I mean all you you want Michael's played there LeBron's played there Kobe's played there Bird's played that's the league that's where you want to
1: be Almost all those guys played in college. Yeah, yeah, they played there too. Kobe didn't. LeBron didn't. But when you talk about Bird, you talk about Michael. Michael got a ring. You know, Bird got to play in the national championship game. There's a lot of reasons to stay.
0: If it's me and I'm Nick Smith, I'm out. If I'm Jordan Walsh, I'm staying. I think his game can use more development. Nick Smith's a victim of an injury. If he hadn't been hurt and his gear had just been a full – would he have slid like he did? Probably not. He's a victim of an injury. Jordan Walsh needs another year, it looks like to me. I think there's like some other
1: questions about Nick Smith. And, and and that's true. And I think he and, can and answer them. And that's them. true. And I think a more mature Nick Smith is more likely to answer them. You go into that league, young, you Oh, I know. make some You're, bad choices, you can find yourself in Europe before you know it.
0: You land on the wrong team without good veteran presence – and you're right. It's the wild, wild west out there. And, and and you're right. Those careers are very short. And there are a lot of Where, roads littered with while them. While
1: you're in the bubble in Fayetteville, there's people looking out for you, taking care of you. I think it's worth consideration. What's
0: your price? You're Nick Smith. I come at you and say, I got you 500 grand. I'll probably go on. I'll probably move on. So the difference of 500 grand yeah. is enough to make yeah. you decide yay or nay. Right.
1: Because I think I looked, and it's like 1.5 typically in a late teen pick okay. for that first year, right. your salary. And we're not talking about the NFL where there's that huge signing bonus. No, no, no still. you're it's, not getting that. It's not like that no. in the NFL. In the NBA. Uh, in the NBA. You're looking at about one and a half or so. And by the time they tax it, all these towns you go to, right. and you could end up in a California, you could end up somewhere, New York State, where they're just going to hammer you. Right. In Arkansas, even with the state income tax, you're going to be all right. It's not like some of those other states.
0: And for those, and you've made reference to it once or twice in this, for those who don't understand the taxing of NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball salaries, professional athletes, or entertainers, you get paid by the week. In the NFL, we'll just do that as an example. NFL, you get one of your checks, one of your game checks. One of your game checks. Say you play for the Dallas Cowboys. And this week you're playing the 49ers in San Francisco. You got paid for that work in that venue in that state. You paid taxes on that week's well, check.
1: every major league city now right. has put a, a – not just athletes. Entertainers. Entertainers. You come and perform in their community, right? they're going to tax you on right. the money. So that She's game making, check, yeah, we'll it's just say the
0: argument of it's two hundred fifty grand for that game check. State of California is sucking a big old piece yeah, out of gonna that. They're going to take part of it. Yes, so there's that for yeah. consideration. But I'm, if I'm getting to go in the league, I'm I'm in the league. I'm going. Love Arkansas. Had a great year. A lot of fun. You know what I do? I'm going.
1: I go to Miami. <laughs> Whatever. Because right. then it might be one, two, and Florida doesn't even have a state income tax.
0: See, look at that. There you go. And you know, you say that, that's at some point in time, it's start, start being a deal. That's going to be part of the deal.
1: You so, know, he's from the Metroplex. I bet somebody at SMU could get him a million for a year,
0: and he'd get most of it.
1: And no state income yep. tax.
0: Amen. All right, quick time out, coming right back. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor on the fan. One oh seven nine. We are back. Eleven minutes till six. Leaving the Yard, Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 107 is the number. Um, all right, so we were talking college basketball for a minute.
1: By the way, Tech may have found him a coach. Who's that? Well, Mr. McCaslin, who's coaching North Texas in the uh, finals of the NIT, yeah. uh, seems to be in line for the Tech job. He uh, seems, if you can beat Wisconsin... <laughs>
0: Not everybody can. <laughs> well, everybody in the Big Ten can.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, North Texas coach may be headed out to Lubbock. It's not that far a drive from Denton.
0: It's a good hire. Probably. That's a good hire. It's a good uh,
1: good young coach. It's a good
0: young coach. It's a good step up next. I, yeah. I like that.
1: Those areas recruited the area.
0: <laughs> All right, so tournament stuff.
1: Tournament stuff.
0: We got the Final Four Saturday. Yep. Championship game Monday. All right. now I, I told you at the beginning, put my bracket together. Everybody took a beating this year. Yeah. I take a beating every year. Yeah. Well, I'm most, terrible. Most everybody does. I'm terrible at this.
1: It's a fluke if you don't.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm all. It's awful. not
1: about how smart you are. You just got lucky.
0: I'll have one year where one quadrant of the bracket, I'm like, yeah, got all those yeah. right in the first round. Look at me. And, of course, by the end of the second round, you're like, shh, all right, well yeah. – I had my moment of glory. So this year, I told you I had Texas over um, uh, Marquette. Marquette,
1: and I kept telling you quit saying that because you, know you were going to put bad Texas mojo was, on the Longhorns. They
0: were legit. They were legit all the way to yeah, the end of the having last,
1: you whatever. keep saying good things about them was.
0: That's not my conversation though. So my conversations in this 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 pool I'm in, it's outside of getting to pick the games. I found my honey hole. Oh, oh, oh you, you've got an air of expertise
1: that I'm oh, not aware
0: I don't do anything. What happens is they the people that are in this, you get picked you're slotted rather, where you're gonna be. So where you draw it out, they I didn't even know. You pay into the pool, you get found out, here's what you got slotted. One through eight, I guess it is. And then when you, if you're number one, you get like the first pick and one, you get the seating. Yeah. So they follow down the line the seating.
1: And it picks for you.
0: It so picks you for you. you can't even screw it up. I don't do anything.
1: You can't even go, I'm going to take that number two Texas. No, no,
0: no. I get an email or a, whatever it was, a, t- a text message that says, here's the bracket. Here's who you got. So you got somebody in the first and probably somebody in the third or fourth and then somebody in the fifth, sixth or seventh, whatever. What four teams are left?
1: You got your San Diego State. Yep. Your UConn. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Miami
0: and Florida Atlantic.
1: Oh, yeah, Florida. FAU. I
0: have three of the four.
1: So artificial intelligence is better than your own.
0: I'm winning. I guess I don't know if it's all the money, but a big old piece of the money. And I'm just stupid, dumb luck going, okay, sure, I'll put in 20. And I didn't even put in the 20 bucks yet. I got to put in the 20 bucks. I think I would at this point. Put in the 20 bucks for this thing. They seeded me in this. I didn't even know about it. I get a screenshot. Here's your teams. I honestly, I never even looked at the screenshot. I didn't even know. I come in Monday, and the guys are giving me a hard time about, oh, yeah, look at you, Mr. Moneybags. You got all. I'm like, what are you talking about? They think I'm like, I'm. BSing them like I don't. I honestly did not get it, and do not know. I couldn't tell you which three. So you of the got four. so
1: much money to throw around now. I didn't. I don't even know which three of the four I have. You're letting some program, yes, make decisions. So when yes. you need to go get a lottery ticket, you just let the machine pick. Oh, it, why the wouldn't you? Yeah, you need. to go, pick the wrong numbers. You need to take your winnings from this and go buy some lottery tickets, See? and let the, let that machine's friend yeah. at this other machine. I don't believe they're going to work
0: in my favor. I think they're going to conspire against me. Oh, the machines? Are... Oh, yeah. I don't ah. trust the machines. But in this case, it wasn't really the machines, I guess. It was some random, I guess it was, randomizer who's well, it's one really through eight. really
1: software or whatever.
0: Whatever it was, all I know is I got a week to sit so back. So who do you not have? I don't know. I don't even know which three I have. I don't yeah. know. I just know I was told on Monday you have three of the four teams left. No. So I'm gonna assume I got UConn and then two of the other three.
1: Aren't you loving the uh, San Diego uh, state stat that's out there this week? Which one? Uh all time assist leader. I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see uh. obviously most San Diego state basketball players aren't household names.
0: No, I wouldn't think.
1: Yeah. But their all time assist leader is. Who's
0: their all time assist leader?
1: Tony Gwynn.
0: The baseball player Tony Gwynn is the all-time San Diego State University basketball assist leader.
1: Yes. Isn't that a great stat? How many times do you think Jim Nance will bring that up this week? Oh,
0: I would think the over-under on that's <laughs> got to be three.
1: <laughs> that's a great stat. and That's a
0: crazy stat.
1: Yeah. But he played at a time when guys played longer. Yeah. They, didn't, they weren't one-and-done guys. I
0: didn't even know he was a basketball guy.
1: Hey, and if you see a picture of him You'd never in think the uniform, no. you wouldn't recognize Tony Gwynn. Really? No, this guy is so thin. Really? He does not look like Tony Gwynn. Young, svel- Young, svelte Tony wow. Gwynn was dropping dimes back in his time at San Diego State. And
0: before we get out of here... The women are going to finish up before we get back in here on Monday. Yeah. We've got the semis on Friday, the finals on, on Sunday. Sunday
1: afternoon, up in Dallas.
0: There's a couple of really good games. But that one between South Carolina and Iowa just has this feeling of oh, – got
1: the player of the year. Yeah, against Salem's the best team. Against the team that is just, just tough. They're hard-nosed, yeah. tough. Don Staley's team – Reflects her. and
0: It feels like this is Bird and Magic's Michigan State, Indiana State teams from 79. Yeah. That's what this feels like.
1: It is. It's it's very cool. It's a great semifinal. And then you got Kim returning with LSU in the other semi.
0: Against Virginia Tech. Yeah. How'd the they lady, get in there?
1: Well, they hokey pokied their way right
0: in. They're an underdog to LSU, yeah. who's a three seed.
1: It ain't going to be great if it ends up being uh, oh. LSU and South Carolina. Oh, Ninety minutes up the road from Waco. I uh.
0: <laughs> you know what Kim's going to wear.
1: <laughs> no telling.
0: Hey, she's probably picked out something special for this weekend.
1: I think her uh, RuPaul's helping her pick out her clothing this day. <laughs> I bet it ain't
0: yellow. What do you want to bet? You never know. <laughs> We're done. Don't forget Kirk and Company tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. right here on The Fan 107.9. You guys enjoy your evening. We'll be uh, back in the studio on Monday with you for another round of Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor, here on the fan, 1079. <laughs>